Hello? You play to win the game. Let's go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt I again. do believe in the Jets' defense. I do believe that Zach Wilson will be a game manager, and I do think that the special teams will step up because it's impossible for them to have a game that bad again. If your shitty Dolphins defense <laughs> was able to keep them to 19 points. The Vince McMahon song goes, Danny, I hope you add it to the clip. You guys have absolutely no chance, no chance even sniffing a win this week. Um, he's feeling a little bit more confident than I am. I am not 0% chance. I think you guys lose this game 37-10. I'm giving you 10 points on this game. Wow. You're... Listen, I get that it's this much. You sound pretty optimistic about your potential of escaping with a dub. Where are you getting these 17 points from? From my run game? From, <laughs> I, I hope I'm right on this so I can tip all these back next week. And hey, then we'll sure, get a off. Make sure you get me laughing at you. <laughs> Three days later. Says, deep ball on the way. Incomplete. Gabe Davis, the intended target. And the Jets... Will win it. Oh, Manny. So lucky that I pulled up the wrong video. I didn't have the clown music on. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode number 10 of Battered Jets. Fans. I am your host. I know we're 10 in now. Uh, I am Daniel Granada, my host, Manny Palacios. How you doing, sir? I'm doing amazing. Listen, I didn't uh, listen. The one you put on Twitter was definitely much That's more. That's the one uh, I was supposed to play now. I didn't realize I uploaded the wrong it, one. It, it was vicious of you, but you know what? I don't mind chewing on that receipt because I could definitely go down, and I'm sure when we bring our guests on, I could not have been possibly the only one that felt that way. But I was obviously the loudest one to admit it. But go ahead. Oh no, for sure. But before we get started, because we got plenty to get to, yeah, uh, we do have a special guest. My man here went. Viral after the Browns game, after the Dolphins game with his reactions. And in case anybody doesn't know who I'm talking about, let me just play this quick little clip right here. The Jets got it! They got it! No signal yet. Now Jets ball! Jets ball! The Jets got it! Win this f***ing game! Come on, Jets! Nothing to lose! I love it. Come on, two chances here for the Jets. Flacco oh, the no, it's caught. Yeah. Touchdown. 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 Wilson. Touchdown. The- York hit a 65-yarder today during warm-ups. Pass. Intercepted. It's Ashton Davis. Let's go. Give me that W. Oof, got to love that energy. So, sure. welcome in our guest, Justin C. On all social medias. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. You got it all going on. What's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited. This is actually my first appearance on any type of show. So this is actually this is actually a privilege. I've done before Twitch NBA their show, but football is my forte. So this is this is the right place to be. So we'd love love to hear that. Love to hear that. Now, before we get started, yeah, I want to know. How you were feeling about this game before it happened? Because right. Manny keeps telling me absolutely nobody believes that the Jets would win. And now, let, let before you, you answer this question, I do understand that there are some Jets fans that literally pick the Jets to win every game. 
Correct. So those Jets fans, I don't count. Because, right. Keep them out of keep them out of that circle. Right. Because because they, they'll be like, oh, but I said they would win. Yeah. But you say they're gonna win every week. I'm talking about right. those real fans that try to really like dissect. Like, okay, they might mm-hmm. win, they might not. How were you feeling before before this game happened? Now I've been called an optimistic Oscar on Twitter, right? <laughs> but I will say I try to keep it very real. The last couple of years have really drained me. So, uh-huh. but I do understand the team really well. So I understand what we have in the defense. We have a, the run game. I was there at the Patriots game last week, so it was definitely disheartening to lose that way in that fashion. But I was like, I was talking with my father all week. I was like, oh, dad, I, I don't know why I feel good about this game, but I had felt for weeks that we matched up well with Buffalo. We have one of the best secondaries in the league. We have the ability to rush, rush the passer. I was like, okay, we can probably match up well with Buffalo. Don't know how we'll really score because they're really good. And, you know, if we have to push Zach, Zach into uh, situations where he has to throw more. I don't really like that. But I said, like, Dad, I feel pretty good about this. But my, my dad said, we're going to freaking win. I was like, Ooh. okay. So I felt good. I was like, listen, if we go into this game and we can punch, we can trade blows with them, we have a chance. And it's, of course, any given Sunday. But right. when I saw the Jets start off, I was like, uh. Well, well yeah. So, well, you know what? That, that's that's a great point because I felt optimistic. Now, I, when we recorded this episode last week, I told them it would be a close game. I told him we had a shot. Yep. I was offended that he said we had no shot. I said we had a shot, but I didn't think we would win. My point was I to offend we had you. a shot. Right. So fuck you. So <laughs> I, I thought we had a shot, um, but I, I, I wasn't sure. I, I just couldn't see it. But that was Monday. I, re- I don't know if you could see what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a Luigi costume in that episode because it was just after I had done mm-hmm. trick-or-treating with the kids. I was still emotionally drained from the day before, from that loss before. As the week went on, I'm not sure why I started convincing myself, like, you know what? We have a good defense. We have a solid running game. If Zach Wilson can protect the ball, we have a chance. At no point that I think we would win until Sunday morning. And I don't know what the hell got into me, but I never gamble. I, I just, I'm scared of gambling. The first time I ever gambled was Sunday, and I bet on the Jets. He did. And I won. And I won, won big. pretty big. Yeah. And I won pretty big. So, so I don't know. Before Sunday's game, I thought we would win. I don't know what it was that changed in me, but I put the money on it, and, and it cashed out. What's going on, man? In all fairness, if you've caught any episode since week one, um, I've picked the Jets to win some games, and I've been right more often than not. And um, I've, always, I've always said that even after you guys lost uh, Hall to that injury, I said as long as you have Michael Carter doing what he did last season, you have a solid defense – I just didn't feel like mm-hmm. Zach was going to come out and have the game that he had. And that's why I literally gave you guys absolutely no chance to win that game. But uh, didn't you? Well, I told you that after that performance, they would make it a point during practice to tell him, dude, we don't want to see any of that shit. 100%. Right. And, that, and that's I told you last episode. I was like, look, this is why I feel a little optimistic because if that didn't happen against the Patriots, he might have came out slinging it against the Bills. He right. might have been scrambling for his life like he likes to do. But it was mm-hmm. struck back and let it go. He wasn't scrambling around at all. If it wasn't there, mm-hmm. he was throwing it away or, 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 or ducking and running. And he had a great game. That's what we need. That's what we yeah. need. We need him to I be think, I think he showed tremendous growth. I mean, the Patriots game, again, there's already he's got seven interceptions in two games against them. He obviously got hurt last year, so there obviously is bad history with New England. Yeah. And losing that game was just demoralizing. Being at the stadium and we got the pick six taken away, felt this weird aura around the whole stadium. I've And I was really downcast following Monday at work. Like, I've 
I hadn't been like that in a long time. And I was like, okay, Zach's going to have to show us. He's going to show us what he's made of in this quarterback because his ability to bounce back as a young player is so crucial because the confidence and it can snowball on guys. You know, Donald, Donald, it really snowballed, and there was a lot of factors for contributed sure. into that. But for him as a young player against the Bills, as great as a team that they are, and I still think they're going to win the AFC when it's all said and done. But, man, I was I, I was really taken away with the fact that he was able to be accurate with the ball, decisive. I think he only really bailed out of the pocket once. He and that's what he ball away. And again, oh, he, he missed was. a couple of throws, but he was uh, he was he was on. He was on. He was. He was. And a lot of people were saying he has to show us. And I, and I wasn't sure if they meant like he has to show us like he has to throw for two touchdowns, 250 yards. Like I feel like he showed us doing what he did. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you help us win the game. We rushed what eight rushes in a row that last drive, and it then was bully. One pass. Yeah, we bullied the hell out the of Jets, that drive. the Jets. The Jets disrespected the Bills on that final drive. That I was like, okay, we're gonna ball control this the whole way. I thought we were going to dink and dunk a little bit. No, they just ran. We saw Balding, there's breakdown. Four, three or four times in a row, the same exact play. That's just that's just that's ground and pound. From and for, and for a defense, I feel like that's demoralizing because if you know they're going to run it at you and they're telling you, I'm just going to move you out of the way and there's nothing you can do about it, that, sure. complete, mm-hmm. that has to be demoralizing. And that's literally all they did that drive outside of that one pass to Denzel Mims, which, again, Zach Wilson, we don't need him to do a lot. But just do that. If it's right. three and five, just hit that quick pass accurately, hit it between the numbers, and the receivers, we have great receivers. The receivers do the rest. This is 2009 all over again. We just need that formula. Go ahead, Manny. You got something to say? Yeah, I, I think besides it being demoralizing, the fact that you guys are literally patching your O-line all year. This is like your what twentieth version of an O line this year, mm-hmm. and the front or fourth right tackle, right? This patched up O line literally manned up against the Buffalo D line and said, "There's nothing you could do about it. We're on our backups, backups, backup, and we're gonna run the ball down your throat." That was very impressive for me to watch. And we're in a great position because not only is our offensive line performing well, even though it's a bunch of backups, but we're gonna get George Fant back after the bye week and Max right. Mitchell. Right. So, and I, those aren't even the starters. Those aren't even the actual, st- like, Mikai Beckton's not coming back, but we, AVT isn't coming back, but we're, we just keep getting better as mm-hmm. far as depth goes because as they come back, our current starters go back as backups, but we have depth. So I feel like sure. we have a nice core as long yep. as Zach Wilson can keep managing these games as he's been doing. And shout out no. to Joe Douglas because Nate Herbig at right guard has been an absolute yes. hog. I mean, they, yes. they, they, they picked them up before the season started. And it's like, okay, Joe Douglas addressed the offensive line. Cool. Who is he? But he's come in. And, I mean, he's been as rock solid at right guard as you can ask for. So and that's I just think- a testament to Joe Douglas' ability to get talent because they, they've been able to get a lot of waiver wire pickups right around the end of the, of the summer. And they've paid off well. I'm and I think you. that's why it was, it was so much – uh, ability to move AVT around because we had mm-hmm. that right guard all of a sudden. It's, once he got there, because once I thought Dwayne Brown came back, I thought they might move AVT back to right guard. But because Herbig took that spot over, go ahead, take over right tackle. Like our offensive line has been, I mean, it's been surprising to me. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as solid sure. as it's been. No, no, for sure. So, Justin, mm-hmm. biggest win in a decade, yes or no? Oh, yes. Um, 2015 yeah. was some fluky wins. Um, that was a really know, that, weird that season. Patriots, that Patriots win to me was the, the biggest win in the last decade. I, I, I was at, at that, that point, game. I, 
I thought we were gonna make a long, uh, uh, a really far or deep uh, playoff run that year. After that, that win, that win was big because, of course, it was the Brady Patriots, 2015, and the Jets were on a hot run that year with a good schedule and the Fitz Magic. But it was dampened immediately by losing to Buffalo the following week, so it, it, it loses its weight, in my opinion. This was now with everything going on in the last three, four years with the Jets. Of you know, they've had six wins combined, and how good Buffalo's been in that time, and. Buffalo absolutely crucifying this team in the last couple of matchups at MetLife Stadium for them to come back and trade blows and not, and really bully them. Like we said, in the fourth quarter, get after Josh Allen for five sacks um, that I think this was a win that was important for the locker room, especially coming off that loss to the Patriots. You know, you, you, you want to see a young team really grow. And I think for the direction of where this team is going, going forward, I think this win was, Mont was a big step in that. And we hope that there's another win in the second half where we can say that was the biggest win in the last 10 years. But 1A, 1B, or 1 and 1 and 2 interchangeable. To your point with the Patriots being dampened by the Bills the next week, Manny, if the Jets come by after a bye week, go to New England, if they lose that game, do you feel like that dampens this Bills victory or just? The, the season overall, because that would hurt me if we come back after a bye week and lose to the Patriots again. As close as this division is right now, and as surprising as the Jets have been, I don't think it will for the simple reason that if you guys come out and you lose in Foxborough to the Patriots, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, all right, we split with them. And most of the teams in this division, you figure out we're going to no, split. No, we, we didn't split with them. We would They would have swept us. No, no, but what I'm saying is you figure you'd go into, whether it's them coming to you or you going to them, when you, when you look into the division each year, you're thinking, all right, we may split with most of the teams in our division. For me, at the beginning of the season, I'm like, all right, we may get swept by the Bills. I was wrong. But they may destroy our asses when we go to Buffalo in a few weeks. For you guys, I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Buffalo might tear us apart, but we may split with the Dolphins and we may split with the Patriots. So if you guys come out out of a bye week and you have a week to prep for the New England Patriots, I think it's going to hurt. But I don't think it diminishes what you did to Buffalo because – Besides myself, a lot of people did not believe in the Jets. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did not believe in you guys. And I, not only just from this game. Yeah, this game, a lot of people picked you guys to lose. But coming into the season, Brady Quinn being one of those big people, all oh, you guys might be 0-9 by the bye week. And I get it. He's backpedaling now, but he knows what he meant. A lot of people are like, oh, you guys may have three wins, four wins. Coming into the bye, you guys have shut a lot of people up. Mm-hmm. So even if you go and lose to the Patriots, it's going to be more you didn't get your head on right during the bye week and prepping for this game. But I don't think in any way it diminishes what you guys did to the Buffalo Bills. You guys earned the hell out of that dub, and you should definitely relish in it. Justin, is that dead now, that whole talk about, oh, you guys just beat up a bunch of backup quarterbacks? Like, Did oh, we yeah. finally put that to rest after this week? A thousand percent. One thousand percent. And before truthfully – Before you get on that, Justin, isn't Josh Allen supposedly up there for MVP talk? I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure you just beat the MVP. Yep. I'm just letting you know. Go ahead. Yep. So that they definitely killed that narrative. And I don't think the Jets buy into that anyways. The way Jets are going to look at it, whoever you put in front of us, we have to battle anyways. The Jets aren't going to change how they play defense for anybody. They play. We're going to play coverage. We're going to rush the pass rusher. You try to beat us the way we want to beat us. Whether if your backup can do it, again, for the Dolphins, we knocked out Bridgewater the first play of the game. They had the backups. We can't help that. You know, you can only Just beat stumble. who's in front of you. And nobody, and I mean nobody, gave two shits whether the Jets had Luke Falk, Trevor Simeon, anybody playing in the last couple of years for this team. Or, or Joe and Flacco this year. They weren't apologizing for it. Jet fans, us, we were like, oh, well, we don't have anybody playing. 
Well, no one cared, but now nobody we don't cared, care right. So we won't. Right, and no, and nobody cared that, that when we lost to the Patriots, we were just starting to game plan around not having AVT or Brees mm-hmm. Hall. Like, that was our first game without having our two best offensive weapons so far this year. Because I don't care what anybody says. To me, those were the two offensive MVPs so far this year. All so at this, Right. So at that point, we were adjusting to playing without them. And obviously, we didn't adjust well because we stopped running the ball and started throwing the ball. So I, nobody apologized for that. So I'm not apologizing for, for the Jets being up on the, on the Bills. Um, now, Manny, huh. there's been a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah. Dolphin fans. Here we go. That have been saying that the Jets' victory is cheapened by the lack of what was it? Mike Milano was it that we were they were missing? Matt Milano on the defense. Yeah, he right. he was hurt. So they were saying that because a lot of people were talking crap about the Dolphins beating the Bills without their secondary, that they shouldn't they shouldn't credit our win either. Now I kind of wanted to get your take on that. For sure. I thought that was a little weird. For sure. So this is straight to the Dolphin fans out there that if you're even listening to this show, I'm definitely calling you on and you could clip this if, and you could clip this if you want. You can't say my team beat the Bills regardless of excuses. Oh, they're missing their secondary. It is it is. And then another team comes in and beats that same Bills team and be like, oh, no, it doesn't apply to you guys. That's why when they bring up the whole injury talk, well, we had injured quarterbacks, blah, blah, and that. I don't use excuses when we lost to you guys. It is what it is. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Skyler Thompson came in. We still we still got the loss. A loss is a loss for me in my book. But the fact that Dolphin fans would even be like, oh, it diminishes. Fuck that. You guys rock the Bills. Fuck the Bills mafia. Everything in the everything in your power to beat them that it took, you guys did. You stopped Josh Allen. You made Josh Allen look worse than Teddy Bridgewater. That is amazing in itself. So for me... Even though when we beat the Bills, remember, they had they ran 90 plays on offense against this defense. So they beat us. I mean, we beat them, but we we stopped them from getting into the end zone. And that's how we won. You guys stopped their offense completely. Like, they had no offense. So your win, yeah, I would give it a little bit even higher than what we did. But we, our defense, even after spending 90 plays on the field, still manage a way to get that dub. So for me, a dub is a dub, which, whichever way you look at it. I just don't appreciate the fact that some Dolphin fans be like, well, your win is diminished because they're missing a middle linebacker. It's like, well, get the, the well, fuck out of here. The, the Jets and Dolphins fans were going back and forth about that right. because some Jets fans are saying or our win was more impressive. Now, I feel like there was a difference between both wins. Because by the way, I we were literally that. missing. Your win is more impressive. That's what I well, will say. Your win is and, more and impressive. And that's what I was going to get to because they were literally missing the entire secondary when you guys played them, which wasn't that big a deal to me, but no. whatever. They were missing this. What I thought was the biggest deal in your game was that you that was the epitome of bend but don't break. For sure. Because yeah. they were just running yeah. up and down the field. You guys got very timely turnovers, which allowed which gave them the ball back or you the ball back. And yep. that's why they couldn't get a lot of points up. 500 yards was, of offense. And at the end of the first half and at the end of the game, both times it was clock mismanagement and they ran out of time instead of kicking a field goal both sure. times. So they had an opportunity to win that game. Yep. Against us, although it was only a three-point victory, I felt like we dominated their offense. So I, I do think there was a bit of a difference there. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I, I listen, you, your wins are going to come differently in every every week. Week to week, it's a different story, different circumstances. Um, 
Buffalo also it was blazing hot, and Buffalo looked like they were gas. I mean, a lot of guys were going out with cramps. When you saw Allen and two at the end of the game, I thought Allen like right. he was gonna like he was ready to just collapse. <laughs> he was like crying. He was crying into his shoulder or something. Yeah. So there's a lot of that plays into it. And again, um, Dolphins. Again, you get a win. You you just you don't you don't really care how you want to. Okay. Right. You had injuries, but Especially thank you. We'll take those. the W. Right. But um, again, with the situation with the Buffalo just rolling on against everybody, Buffalo is actually rolling in both into both games. And again, you got division rivals. It's always going to be a little bit weird. So you want to expect it to be close. So, you know, I, I, I don't I don't buy into it too much with the back and forth because I know how it is. I don't want to make this I don't want to sound hypocritical making the same excuses against somebody else. Oh, you only For beat sure. them because they had this guy. And again, you don't know what team's gonna come into each week. So take it where you can. And real quick tip on that, by the way, for anybody listening that thinks that the Jets got diminished. When they played my bills, and I have no problem saying this, Josh Allen, 42 of 63 for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Eight carries for 47 yards. Hey, Danny, what was that stat line that Josh Allen had against you guys? 18 of 34, 205, two interceptions, two fumbles. I'm, I'm going to assume that you guys shut them down. Obviously, like I said, way more impressive the way you guys beat them than the way we did. But at the end of the day, they both show like wins in the column. The two touchdowns they had, well, I mean, they were both basically third down rushing scrambles that he got and he got a first down. And he ended up like on the half yard line and then ran it in right after. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. second one, it was a third and 10. And I want to say he scrambled for like 20 yards and scored a touchdown. Through the air, they were doing nothing. Right. Now, he, we're he may, we're going to have a hard time containing Justin Fields in a couple of weeks if we keep playing that flat line defense. Because once he gets the corner, they're gone. So we can't do that against Justin Fields. But through the air, he wasn't doing anything. He may have been the best running back on the team, but he definitely wasn't the best quarterback on the field on this past Sunday. No, no, for sure yeah. not. Now, before we move on, I did want to ask you, Justin, when that game started, like I felt like they were going to win before the game started. Like right before that morning, I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to win. The first three or four plays. I got the, the text. Kickoff, I got the text. The, kick, the kickoff, that first throw. Like how were you feeling after that? Because at, at some point you feel like it's the same old Jets. Right. Well, for me, when I watch the games, I can kind of get the feeling – of where the game's going to go right when it starts. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get surprised. So mm-hmm. this game started, and I was like, well, that's not a good start. You don't want to put Buffalo at the midfield. And then Sauce, and then Diggs gets the big play on Sauce, and I was like, okay. That's <laughs> you still have an opportunity to respond. Right. When they got that interception, I was like, okay, now they're playing ball. But then I went back, I swung back. It was 14-3, to three, and that I felt was the critical point of the game for me. I call it the emotional point in the game when I talked to my uncle. The Jets had to go down and get a score. I was like, okay, it's 14-3. It's the second quarter. We've we've exchanged some blows. Buffalo's gotten theirs with the with the plays. We have to go down and punch in right now to make us feel like, okay, we're right into this game. And sure enough, they went down and got the field. Once when we got that touchdown drive, I already felt like, yeah, we're probably gonna win this game today. Well, and that touchdown drive was big because there was a fourth and I want to say, was it fourth and three or fourth and one? But we went for it on fourth and one instead mm-hmm. of taking the field goal because we're like we got to get a touchdown. Yeah, we punch that was it. a must. As, and Zach Wilson got a rollout to CJ Uzama, picked up a couple yards, got the first mm-hmm. down, and we got that touchdown. That was a big play. I really like that although we didn't put the entire game on Zach's back, we did trust him in some big situations. And he came through big time. Yeah. So he I, was I really throwing some rifles that. yesterday. He was throwing some dots. I mean, even with the arm angles, he was doing the RPOs. He was Ooh, throwing sidearm. Sidearm. He was leading Garrett Wilson. I mean, no one could touch Garrett Wilson either on the field, by the way. 
Now, did you think Mike White was going to come in when Zach Wilson came down? He didn't look like he was serious. I was wary. I, I don't want to see Mike White. I, I was like, I, I was already, like, I was like, uh-oh. I, I don't want to see Mike White because that Mike White hive, the cult, that part of the Jet fandom that still <laughs> believes in him, I just don't want them to have any validation. I just want to see Zach. But um, yeah, me too. He once they once they saw him back on the on the on the sideline, he was at the bench. I knew he was fine. I was like, I breath, I breathed a sigh of relief because Mike White would have thrown on a couple of four picks. Mm-hmm. No, he threw was it, like four for the four or five he last year against the Bills. He threw four against the Bills in one half. He had eight in 11 quarters of football. But let me tell you something. That was still the, one of the funnest games I ever watched when he beat the Bengals. Yes, it was great. It was great reactions back then for that game as well. I was streaming for that, but by the that that that, that ship sailed immediately once he once he got the Bills. So, Manny, hmm. if I tell you, I think the Jets have the best defense in the NFL right now. What do you say to that? I think you're approaching that level. Um, I think your team right now, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are like top 10, top 15 in almost almost every single category, category when it comes uh-huh. when it comes to the defense. So you're definitely approaching that level. And the fact that you did it against Josh Allen, again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but that's the more impressive part because mm-hmm. leading into this game, people would have been like, oh, well, you're playing a bunch of backup quarterbacks, which most of the fan bases have tried to use against you. But the fact that you've shut down A-Rod, get it. A lot of people have shut down A-Rod this year. And then you did it against big-time Josh Allen, which we both have said, hey, we were wrong about this guy. And, just I appreciate the fact that you said the same thing that we've said. We still think Buffalo's going to finish number one in, in the NFL just for the AFC. But um, if they can avoid us in the playoffs. Ooh. Or if Josh you- Allen can be healthy because that's something to watch for tomorrow. Oh, that They're UCL? Gonna- I keep hearing about the UCL. McDermott, yeah. McDermott's going to have a press conference tomorrow at 12, which is going to tell the fate of Josh Allen's injury if he's going to miss time. Because I think if he misses time – that changes the entire conversation for all yeah. the teams in this division. Right. And and to answer your question, Danny, you guys are approaching it, but by by no means would I say that right now you're the best. It with without we're, even looking we're at top the- ten in yards allowed, rushes yards allowed, passing yards allowed, and points allowed. I was off the dome. You see? I was top off the 10. dome. So yes, I, I would say that you guys are definitely approaching that spectrum. But we thought coming into the, when we did our preseason show that you guys would be much better defensively, especially with Robert Salah being a defensive coordinator. I said once he gets his players in the building mm-hmm. and this system starts kicking in, you guys are going to be very impressive. Like defense wasn't the issue when we started talking about this team, but you guys are definitely putting it together right when it's right when it matters. I think our defensive back – not defensive back – defensive backs we might have the best corner duo in the league and a lot of people don't even talk well first of all nobody talks about dj reed and dj reed is balling stud. he is he's a straight stud what a pickup that was nobody talks about him it has to be because maybe sauce garden has a cooler nickname i'm assuming that's why it is but dj reed is balling on the other side he picked up after that first play Diggs picked up uh uh reed picked up Diggs for most of the game so yeah, that nobody's talking about Reed and Michael Carter is probably one of the best nickel corners in the league. Nobody even knows Michael Carter, and he is probably one of the best nickel uh, mm-hmm. corners in the league. Our safeties has picked it up a little bit. I still wish our safeties were better. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, I agree. But but you know what? They they played okay. Whitehead had a big uh, interception. And back to what you were saying, Justin, when the game started and this guy 
fell on the kickoff and again. then Diggs hit that yes again and then he kicked that kick uh, that long pass on uh, Sauce. When Whitehead got that pick, it reminded me, and I know it's obviously two uh, two different scenarios completely, but it reminded me of the Patriots playoff game, where the Patriots were just driving down the field and the momentum was going completely one way, and then David Harris got that pick on Tom Brady. And the game mm-hmm. completely changed yep. because you felt if the Patriots get in the end zone, it's going to be demoralizing and this game could get out of hand quickly. But when Jordan Whitehead got that pick, I felt like the game changed. Even though they still ended up going up 14-3, it, was, it just felt different. So I felt I, that that came to mind as soon as he got that pick. It felt like we really evened out the game again. Now, yeah. I would say this is definitely the best Jets defense even since the Rex days. I oh, think wow. it, I think it might actually be a little bit better than the Rex defense oh, in 2009 wow. because Rex had to really scheme a lot of pressure. He never had that second or no, third. No. And You're again, right. yes. even when they had, even when in 2009 they had Lito Shepard as their as their second corner next to Revis, they had to blitz a lot. They got yep. figured out a little bit, and then you started seeing again. They just threw away from Revis, and they were able to dice us up down the stretch against you know Peyton Manning. But 2010 they had Revis Cromartie, but they didn't Marty, have uh-huh. a three. Right, so Kyle Wilson was the three, um, and I think Michael Carter really evens out that secondary nicely. Now that the Jets get a natural press, a pass rush, I think it's definitely a better de- – it can be a better defense than those 0 9 teams, but that's going to help them really carry into the postseason. They can get pressure with just about anybody. And now no one's talking about rotations anymore. Remember, everybody was like, oh, well, why is this well, guy rotating? I- Right. I, I fucking and I was hated one of them. that. And I was one of them, too. But I was like, you know what? It's because we're losing. We're magnifying it, picking at the small things. Now you see guys like Nathan Shepard, Solomon Thomas, Michael Clemens, um, Vinnie Curry, Quinn yes. and Williams. All these guys are starting to get really hot, and they're keeping up that same momentum. And uh, once they get to the third down package with JFM and Lawson and uh, Bryce Huff, it's, a, it's, it's crickets. Well, Facts. and – the fact that our offense was able to stay on the field longer than the Bills, we won the the, the time of possession. Captain Fresh. When our, when our defense came out, on top of the fact that they're rotating, because they were barely on the field, they were fresh. They were all over the field. So, yes, I, I was one of them. I was calling for Ulbricht's head. I hated it. I was like, if Quentin Williams is only getting almost just 60% of the snaps mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be our best player, it's ridiculous. Aaron Donald gets like 90%. So – I was definitely calling for that, but you're right. Once you're winning, you don't it's it's working. It's working. All of a sudden the formula is not so crazy anymore, isn't it? No. For sure. No, you're right. Garrett Wilson. So I heard you say earlier, you think Garrett Wilson, nobody touches him. It looks like the Wilson to Wilson collection is finally picking up. Finally. And it took long enough because I felt like Joe Flacco was looking for Garrett Wilson all the time. But I mean, maybe Corey Davis not being on the field has kind of helped because he's mm-hmm. had to look for Gary Wilson. Because when Corey Davis is on the field, it's almost like guaranteed that Zach Wilson is looking for Corey Davis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think that's helped a lot. What and I think, think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be big down the stretch when Corey gets back that now he'll have two receivers that he can really trust. And I think the offense can only get better when he has guys that he can trust out there. Um, would love for them to try to somehow get more involved. But again, now he's like the third or fourth option in the offense. Mims is a big body that adds a nice piece to the offense. Garrett is going to be a primary focus, I think, because his just explosive ability is off the charts. 
Oh, but sure. I think that'll help our, that that'll just really help our offense. Now we'll have the run game and set the tone. But Garrett being a primary open guy, guy can get open. Don't forget about Corey Davis. Don't forget about Mims and the tight ends, and we'll be in good shape. What do you think about the whole Elijah Moore thing? Hmm. Now he, he he was he was looking like Tyreek Hill before every snap. He was being moved in motion all the time. When Zach hit Mims. Mm-hmm. On that third down play on that last drive, I thought it was Elijah Moore that caught the ball. I got really excited. I was like, wow, he finally gets involved and gets the biggest catch of the game. It ended up being Mims. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't even think he got a target, but he was being moved in motion a lot. What he did not going on there. The closest he got to the ball was running around Zach. Yeah, yeah. Truthfully. <laughs> but yeah, he, he got more time, snaps. Yeah. He got more snaps. Like he had what, maybe eight or nine snaps in the Patriot game. He was in the 30s again for this game. He's not a primary focus. I think the Jets are still holding him accountable. Um, remember, he was getting a lot of targets in the first couple weeks of the season. Even when Zach came back, he had about four or five targets when he came back. But once he started opening his mouth about the trade, I just don't think the Jets coaches are ready to sit here and go, okay, well, here's your targets. It's almost like you're appeasing somewhat like a bad employee. For sure. You know what I mean? I think they want to see him continue to give his full effort on each play. Mims has been able to get himself out of the doghouse. We thought Mims was never going to really play this year. But now Mims has carved himself a role because he stepped up and started playing. I think mm-hmm. they want to see more, more. Are you willing to do what you have to do to win the game, to win games? Are you willing to block? Are you willing to be a decoy on the motions? And you know what? If he does those things right and he keeps on having that good energy and good positive attitude, I think they'll start getting him involved. I think they have to. I think it'll make their offense more potent down the stretch. I love that they're moving him in motion. That's why I really like he's going to get the ball. He's going to get a, a, a drag route. He's going to get a slant, a screen, something. I, I was expecting something. But, you know, it, I'm glad that they're using him in motion because I feel like that they're setting it up. It's coming. We just got to wait, but it's coming. So, Manny. Yo. What did you think about Zach Wilson as far as – because I know he's a game manager. That's what I wanted him to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we – we had just uh, Fireman Ed on here a couple weeks ago. And when I suggested that he was going to be a game manager, he's like, F that. He's too <laughs> special to be a game manager. And he's right. I don't want him to be a game manager. We do for, agree with that. For his career. Right. I agree too. But I want 2009 Mark Sanchez. I want game manager for this season. Grow into your role. Get comfortable doing the boring plays. And when you see a big play opportunity, use that arm strength and take advantage. But let's, let's let's manage the game and win games this year. So I know that that's what's happening right now, Manny. But yep. I do think he had a couple big-time plays. I was curious, what do you think was his biggest play? Because I have one in mind. I don't know if anybody's going to have the one I have in mind. But what do you think was the biggest play for him right I, now? I don't have one. I okay. have a litany of things that I saw, and I'm pretty sure you guys will both appreciate this. Okay. What I enjoyed from seeing Zach, what I thought Zach did best, in mm-hmm. fact, and you guys kind of touched on it when, when we came into the show, was how many big-time third-down conversions he had. There was about three huge ones before that fumble to Von Miller that he had just in the third quarter itself. Third and nine, third and six. Uh, he had another one on third and two. And then ultimately the one that he uh, passed over to James Robinson and then got you into the end zone to take the lead. But for me, was the fact that last week, I, you you used his um, post-game interview to show that smugness. And you're like, this guy should not be acting like this. And I said, I nah, kind of like, 
I, don't I loved know. it. Was, I personally, uh, I personally nah, liked not it. Not me. I, the way I, he was, he looked like such a fucking dick. Right. I understood your point. You're like, do something before you act that smug. But what I told Danny, Aaron Rodgers can get away with that. Not Zach Wilson. Not yet. Right. What I told him last week, just is the reason I like it is one, it's a New York media. They're going to eat you alive if you even come a little soft at them. That was the one part I like. The second part of like, mm-hmm. he was answering the questions in a smug way, but they were legit answers. Like, I'm not going to sit here and think about it. It's on to the next week, and that's exactly what he did. The one thing I didn't think he was going to be able to do, and again, this is why I ultimately thought you guys would lose this game. I didn't think he could go back to what he was doing being a game manager, but boy, was I wrong. The big-time third-down conversions, Danny, for me, were the biggest plays of the game for Zach Wilson. The guy did what he had to do to win that game for you guys, and I get it. It was mainly defense, running the rock effectively. But he had some big time throws, and that thirty nine scramble for the first down, that was big time. And he didn't, he didn't slide. He went in there to try to get more yards. What about you, Justin? Did you think it was a play that stood out to you from Zach Wilson? If you want to be really funny, that last taking the sack. I mean, I think oh, I think that was Zach, my play. That's the one I was gonna say. I think Zach wanted to throw a touchdown so bad. I think just mm-hmm. to prove. I think he's got a, he's got an ego, you know. And we said for the sure. Green Bay. Remember the Green Bay interview. He was talking about how bad he wants to prove why he was the number two overall pick. He's been low yeah. recruited out of high school. He had yep. to earn the job at BYU. He's yep. gotten the big praise here, and people are just trashing him every week. I think he wants to go out there and throw touchdowns. Um, what 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 Manny said about the uh the scrambles that he had were massive. He had a scramble right before he threw the touchdown to James Robinson, making winning plays. And what killed, I think he was so smug because he knew that he killed the Jets opportunity to beat the Patriots that week for sure that, to be honest he was throwing the ball over the lot he was doing whatever he had to do at will but he had a lot of opportunities that to run and extend plays and give the Jets a chance to win and he finally did that last week just taking sacks when he needed to scrambling when he had to and making the throws when they counted the third and five play to Mims obviously put the icing on the cake it allowed the Jets to kill more time and Buffalo had to use timeouts after that yeah so he hits that third and five but then of course the sack on third and goal the Buffalo played it perfectly. He wanted to throw an interception, but he took the sack. We got the field goal, put it on somebody else's tab to win you the game. And, and that that's literally what I was going to say. That To me, that was what showed me that he's getting it here. Because not only did he not force it, but he didn't throw it away. Because a lot of times he runs towards the sideline and throws it away. But he's like, I can't stop the clock. Let me take this sack. We're still in field goal range. The clock will keep moving. They got to call a timeout if they mm-hmm. got one. Like, I thought that was a really heady play, and I was really happy that he did that. So, to me, that was the play that I thought was the best. Now, I just want to play a quick clip for you, which is basically what we just went over. Yeah. But this is what Dan Orlovsky was going to say. This is a perfect example of it. Second and nine, okay? No one is open. Buffalo's playing their man covered. Last mm-hmm. week, he ran around and threw the ball to the other team. This time, throw it away. Why? Because the hard throw away. The hard throw throw it out of bounds. Credit Buffalo. They do a great job in their man coverage. But the throwaway allows Zach Wilson to say, okay, now put my foot in the ground. Let me go scramble for is. first down. There it is. That's the perfect yep. example of live to see another down. Exactly. A little bit later, they're going to get into a third and three situation. They want to throw a about. choice route to the bottom of the screen. Buffalo ins and outs it. Perfect coverage. Don't force it. Don't just throw it to somebody. Scramble. Good Use your legs. There. Go get pick up first down. The very next play, you Here call a screen pass. Motion pulls the defenders away to the top of the screen. You got one-on-one left backside. Find a way to get that screen thrown off. Dump to James Robinson. Top of the numbers. And stay there. 
he's if, he's if getting I, it. If, if I knew you were going to use my my plays, you know, I would have prepped even better for that. <laughs> he's, he's he's getting it. Josh Allen had an interview last week, and he said my 18th game was against the was against the Patriots week mm-hmm. my second year, and I threw three interceptions against them in the first half. I think he said, or maybe it was just the whole game. But he said after that game, everything started to click for me. And to me, these highlights and these examples that we're talking about tell me things are starting to click for him. So I'm starting to feel a lot better about where we're going. Now, yeah. do you think the expectations, Manny, have changed for the Jets now that we came into the bye week at six and three? Instead of I thought we would be four and five, five and four, somewhere in there. Either four or five wins. We're six and three. It's bye week. What do you yep. think, Manny? I I hate, I hate that I have to again, be on the show and take take these receipts down my goddamn throat. But the fact that I said you guys wouldn't even be sniffing that in the hunt mark, yep. Danny, I, I'm, I'll swallow it, man. I don't see how you guys aren't fighting for a playoff spot come December. I, I can't. I, I had this vivid thing in my head right now. You said I want to at least be in the hunt come December. And I yeah, hate just, to say this. And just, you, you probably weren't watching – but in the beginning of the season, one of our first shows, I said, my my goal for the team is if in December, by Christmas, if they show that graphic, and we're not in the playoffs, but it says in the hunt, mm-hmm. and our logo is under there, I'm happy. That's right. what I wanted. Right. And it was looking like we're going to be there. I was so, in a similar spot, too. So My, my ultimate thing here is, and, and I'll leave it with this so we could get Justin's take on it. I honestly think, and I'm putting it out. I don't want to put it out to the universe, but I'm going to say it. That that final game between the Dolphins and the Jets is going to have a very big implementation to where we're going to finish the season as far as in the playoff rankings. I really do see that. We're going to fuck you up. I don't know about that, but <laughs> but I do see I do see it mattering. Before, I thought it would just be a game where you guys are literally tr- – trying to knock us off either A, out of the playoffs, or B, give us a worse seating that we're probably going to go into. But right now, I have a strong feeling that come end of the season, that game's going to be way more important than what I originally thought week one when we first recorded. What about you, Justin? I, I again, I was like, I with all the, I was so beat down over the last couple of years with the Gates and even last year with such a young team getting Ooh. bullied week to week. I wanted to see the, I didn't want the season over by October. That's what I was. I basically I wanted that, but I I, I want a meaningful game. I am starving for a playoffs. I was 15 years old when last time we were in the playoffs, and I'm starving for it. So I had that. I didn't want to get too high because again, if you expect too much, you get disappointed more. But I wanted to at least be in the mix, have meaningful football in November and December. Don't let have our season be dead by October. By the time October 1st comes around, you know we're 0 and 3, 0 and 4. I didn't want that. I wanted to see us grow as a team. I knew uh-huh. that we had a lot of talent. I knew that we were better than last year. Uh-huh. It's a matter of how we're going to go out there and find a way to win. We have to be that team that's going to be out there and playing meaningful football down the stretch. And I think we're at that spot. Now, I think they shift. I think it should change week to week. Um, I don't think Jet fans should expect a beat, a deep playoff run like the Bengals. Um, do we have enough talent? Maybe. But I think we have to just at least get to 10 wins. I think 10 wins is more than reasonable for this team. Just get to that winning spot and be and be in the conversation. I think right now they control their own destiny. So can we just make sure that we continue to elevate, get a little bit better in the second half of the season? 
But let's get to the playoffs. Let's get to that 10-win mark because I think that'll get us in. Before we just got to go four and four to get to 10 wins at this point. I was about to say, before before you give me your take, Danny, This I, I put this specifically for you because remember when you said playoffs, and I used that uh, playoffs. Yeah. I used that skit against you. But Danny, before you give me your expectations, you just said it. Even if you finish four and four at worst, you got 10 wins. Mm-hmm. 10 wins in the AFC, I think you, you sneak into mm-hmm. a wild card. I, I would assume so. I think nine wins is like, where it's going to be like a nine-win team that like makes us. the seven scene. Like us last and year, nine, we had nine wins and I mean, one win. Uh, tiebreakers, right, right. right. Yep. The tiebreakers knock you out. So I think ten win almost gets you in almost for sure. I think if we can get those four wins, that that's it. Now, is it uh, a disappointment if we don't make the playoffs? I don't think so, man. I, I don't think so either. What sucks is that I feel like because we've um, exceeded expectations so quickly, that I think that expectations mm-hmm. for most fans is we got to make the playoffs because if you think about the next eight games, if we lose four of them, coming off the fact that we've won six out of nine, it's going to feel rough because yeah. we've been on a crazy high over the last nine weeks, Facts. especially when you talk about just the last six weeks. So we've been on a crazy high. So if we go from a crazy high to going four and four, it's, it's going to not feel as good. So I, I, I don't think – Overall, it's a disappointment. I think it'll feel that way at some point because obviously if you lose four games, it sucks. But no, I I think as long as they're still competitive and we almost get in the playoffs and we lose by like a tiebreaker or something, I still think it's a successful season, especially if Zach Wilson keeps showing promise. Now, if Zach Wilson looks like shit the next week, eight weeks, Mm -hmm. and we don't make the playoffs, then we have an issue because then we know we have a good team but we still don't have the most important piece. Well, and, I'll, and I'll get your take right now, Justin, on this, because I think he just brought up a very good point. If you lose four out of the next eight games that are remaining and you lose them because of Zach, that's going to be a big tale to what you guys potentially have to look for next year. Mm-hmm. But if you lose in spite of his play, like if he if he's continues to be a game manager, if he ke- continues to not lose you those games, that could be worked on. You're like, all right, we put some more pieces around him. You guys get Makai Becton back next year. You get AVT fully healthy. That's adding to an offensive line that me and, Danny thought, we, mm-hmm. me and Danny thought was going to be very special. So I don't think that if you lose and you don't make the playoffs this season, or even if you do make and you lose, you get knocked out in the first round, I don't think it's a loss. I think it's now you're going into next season the way Dolphin fans were coming into this season. We're like, we finished hot last year. Mm-hmm. Now we added Tyreek Hill. Now we added this other component. We built around Tua. I think that's what you guys go into next year. And I'm, I'm sorry, we're getting our head of us. We're not talking about next year because we still have a lot of football left. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to have to assume that you think, you, you think the same way, that you have so many good building blocks, two that are currently on injured reserve, that you have to be, regardless of the way the season looks, if Zach was to chase the bed, that's the negative. But if he doesn't, you have to be pretty positive outlook for next season as well, right? Yeah, 100%. I think right now, the second half is a big opportunity for Zach to continue to continue to grow week to week. I think he'll have a couple opportunities on the schedule against the Jaguars, the Lions, to have some nice nicer games. Yeah. Um, maybe going home to Utah and having some of his mom's cooking this week is going to help him really get his mind <laughs> or his right. Best, or his mom's best friend's cooking. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He might. I. Th- I think the bye week is only going to help him. I think it came at a perfect time. I think he was able to have get over the the Patriots game. He's got five wins under his belt. He beat the Bills. He helped contribute to a win against the Bills. 
the formula is clear for the Jets. Don't turn the ball over. Let the defense be larcenous. Pass, get the pass, rush the passer, and run the ball. The Jets will be in those in those games. Now, if Zach can take that step that he showed towards the second half of last season, I think it can get a little bit more fun. But um, I think I think we're in a good spot where you know, you know we should be able to get four wins, and if we can get to eleven, even better. And back to the Josh Allen point. Yeah. If Josh Allen has to miss time, there you go. You're talking. They're playing some tough teams down that stretch. If he has to miss two or three games, that could make this race even more interesting. We may not be talking about just who's going to get a wild card. That last game of the season, never know. It could be for the AFC East. But we'll have to see what Josh Allen how, how that, that that's a out. solid that's a solid point because before it was like Danny and I we talked about it. We thought the Patriots were going to be the four seed the whole entire the whole entire season. We're like they've definitely taken a step back. They've won some good games. We'll give them that. Bill Belichick, Danny's a, a fan of Bill Belichick as far as what he could still do with that team. Mm-hmm. But what we initially thought was, ju- was just a race for second place could potentially be a race for first if he does miss some games. Danny? Uh, Zach Wilson, everybody's killing him for being a game manager or whatnot. And I, I wanted to look something up. And I, I'm not saying that he's ever going to become this player. Not even close, okay? Right, he's not right. even going to sniff this guy's job strap. I, I, li- I like the premise he did there. I like that. I, I needed to because, you know, people get out of hand. But when Tom Brady came in for Drew Bledsoe, they didn't put the team on his back. No. He threw for 18 touchdowns that year. He threw for 12 interceptions. He threw for less than 3,000 yards in like 15 games, okay? So, is Zach Wilson going to put up those numbers? He might not get 18 touchdowns. He might get some th- – through the ground, but as long as he manages the game, I mean, he can improve later on. Nobody comes out and starts slinging. Well, there are some players that come on slinging right away, but people are so impatient, and it started with Ben Roethlisberger. When Ben Roethlisberger came out his rookie year and made it to the AFC Championship, everybody's like, oh, rookie QB can get there. Then Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan made it to their conference championships, and after that, it's been a free fall. That's it. You got one year to prove it. If not, we're going to draft Kyler Murray the next year. Like, that's what it is now. <laughs> like, that's what it is. So, and, and before, I used to give him two, three years, sit on the bench for a year. Right. So, I, I think it sucks that we give up on them so quickly. But I, I'm good with the way Zach is, is playing as of right now, game managing. I think he can improve. And I'll, you know, we'll see about the playoffs. It, it, before, we, before we head out, it wouldn't hurt to see him have a game where he just lights up another team. Because – yes. Listen, I I I'm I'm I may not be a fan of the Jets, but one thing I've always liked about this team recently has been Zach Wilson. I like Zach Wilson's potential, and my thing is that when he gets it up here, when he fully gets it, that head game in there, no pun intended, dude, that kid's gonna be special because he has special arm talent. What do you consider lighting somebody up? I mean, going out there and just having a no interception game, three touchdowns, two eighty. Because I mean, just because- sparking them up. Okay. I mean, because the thing is, outside of the Lions and the shitty Dolphins, we don't really play against oh. any bad defenses this year. <laughs> we, don't so. let you, we don't let you in the end zone. That's all that matters, sir. You can come to my daughter's house, but we're not letting you in the room by yourself, sir. We put a 40 on you, <laughs> sir. Ah, I, don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> all right, now, we'll get Justin, there. before we, uh, we head out, now, we're not going to predict the Patriots game because it's a bye week, so we're probably going to record yeah, next yeah, week yeah. and predict it. But you're probably not going to be on with us next week. So what do you think? I want to get your prediction for the Patriots game for in, sure. a, in a week and a half. I think, one, the Jets know what's at stake. 
you want to get to the playoffs, you got to get through the New England hump. I think that's a monkey on their back to trying to get off. I think the vibe around the team after the game was if they would have told them you're playing New England tonight, I think that team would have been ready to go that night. New England's on a bye week as well. I think the Jets are going to go beat New England on the road. I think the Jets are going to also beat the Bears after that. I think the Jets are going to be in a prime spot going into Eight the and last three? four. Oof. I think they are. I think Eight they are. Three. But one week at a time. Get me excited. I, I, I like I, I think the Jets are gonna bounce back. They don't turn the ball over and they just play good defense. I think they're already better than the Patriots. Um, but again, anything can happen on any Sunday. Belichick is him, but I really do believe that this team is hungry to get up to New England and go prove themselves. I think they will. They've been after that Patriots game, they were all saying we'll see them in two weeks or three weeks or whatever it was. They've been they have it on the calendar. As soon as that game ended, they were like, We cannot wait to get these guys again. So I agree with you. I think they're gonna come out guns blazing, and I hope to be at that game. I'm trying to trying to find my way over to Boston to get to go to that game. Trying to get a little cold air in you, huh? Yeah, I'm tired. It, it doesn't get cold down here, man. It's hot, three sixty five. So yeah, it gets a little now, old. You'll have a good time. Listen, yeah. man. Before we head out, brother, it was a pleasure getting to know you. It was a pleasure you, having guys. you on the show. Listen. After watching that highlight reel that Danny showed me when he's like, hey, here's where we have him. Like, oh, this dude's going to be perfect for what we're trying to bring to the show because the dynamic works just because of how middle of the pack we are about mm-hmm. our teams. But you were just right out there. You were able to keep up the vibe, and it was definitely great getting to know you and talk talk some football with you. I was well-mannered today, Manny. I ain't talk a lot of shit to you today. No, you did it. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. No, I appreciate it, guys. This is a this is an awesome time. Just talking some football. It doesn't matter. He's a Patriots fan, Dolphins fan, yeah. Bills fan. If you love football, you're gonna talk about it and enjoy talking about it with whoever you got. It doesn't matter what they root for. So I just love, that, I appreciate the opportunity. You hear that? <laughs> I just appreciate the opportunity. We always gonna call the fair. We're gonna have our alliances, but again, we keep it respectful. We have a good time. All right, and if you want to catch Justin C, it's J U S S T N C on. Basically, all social media platforms, right? Mm-hmm. I'm dropping that follow on Twitch right now, man. Twitter, I appreciate Twitch, it. I appreciate TikTok, it. All that stuff. So, because you know, we we're not all on YouTube. So, in case anybody's listening, they want to follow. Go yeah, I'm on YouTube him. as well. So you'll find all my videos with my thumbnails screaming and having a good time. So I appreciate everybody. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I, appreciate I really appreciate your enthusiasm. it. Enthusiasm. All right, and thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week before we hit what week eleven or week ten. Oof. It's coming. Whatever it is, we'll get figure it out. Peace. Peace.